I just want to know, Abigail mm-hmm. had a little flirty correspondence <gasps> with a guy named James Level. So they had this back and forth. Mm-hmm. And in one, she replied saying, I begin to look upon you as a very dangerous man. <laughs> a most ingenious and agreeable flatterer. And she uh-huh. signed her letters with Portia. Portia? Which seems a little flirty to me. I don't know what that's about. Portia de Rossi? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. We've been waiting a long time for this episode. <laughs> we have. I actually asked for an extension because I very uh, ambitiously was like, I'm going to read this 650 page long biography mm-hmm. by David McCullough and John Adams. Mm-hmm. I will not give up. You did not. And I needed an extra week to read it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in that extra week, I didn't read it. And so I have read <laughs> Mm-hmm. The better part of uh, 200 pages, the last 200 pages of it in the last 24 hours. So my yeah. head is 100% made up of John Adams at mm-hmm. the moment. Do you know that John Adams was himself a vociferous reader? I, I definitely know that. You definitely know that. The book mentioned that like no less than 100 times. Mm-hmm. Old, you're never lonely with a poet in your pocket. Did he say that? Something like that. I'm messing it up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was like a, a little tiny poet in your He a little tiny poet, a little poet. Little pot, a book. A book. <laughs> a book, not, a, not an actual human. That would be silly. You couldn't do that. Yeah. Even back then, that was frowned no, upon. No, that was still frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even for the time. Not even for the time. Was it appropriate? No, no, no. No, 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 no. What do you think the perception is of John Adams, like, now? Like, if I go up to someone on the street and mention John Adams, like, what what is the response you think I'm going to get? Um, I think it probably would be something related to the HBO miniseries. Okay. I think that would be like the first. And then yeah. I think honestly, oh, he had um he was president and his son was president. Uh-huh. So that's kind of that's kind of yeah. interesting. But I would say he's really very overlooked yeah. between Washington and Jefferson. I agree. And uh, amongst the founding fathers, really he did more yeah than practically anyone i i agree yeah if you really compare him to mm-hmm. washington like the the it's not even like his successes but just his like influence and mm-hmm. like how hard he was working in the background like the whole yeah. time doing yes. Like, I mean, he had such strong, like, compass forward mm-hmm. of, like, doing what was, what he thought was going yes. to be, like, the best thing to do for the country. Yes. Um, What he thought was going to be the best move for building a government. Yes. I mean, he was really just, and he never quit that no. ever. He, even when, I mean, there were so many cases of people just being terrible. Mm-hmm. To him and uh, like in the press and yes. any talk about it's funny, like I was reading this biography and so many things came up that felt like, you know, we have this idea that our current state of politics mm-hmm. is like this almost like uniquely terrible time of yeah. factions and separation. But mm-hmm. as soon as Washington's done being president, we've got these this really strong like Mm -hmm. head-to-head between these two parties and like there is vitriol Mm -hmm. like being 
spouted from both sides. Yeah. And it is very divided. Yes. Um, and I did see like a lot of parallels, like, mm-hmm. and also the, the amount of times that John Adams is like, quote unquote, like canceled. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like constantly going like, he'll say like one thing that like seems like slightly like, mm-hmm. you know, pro monarchy or like maybe a little too like aristocratic. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these are very minor things that he said and did. And like yeah. the public and the press are like, ah, like, yeah just totally like tearing him down it's it's it's, it's yeah and it and it i think my vision of adams like before really diving into him i thought of him as like this sort of pompous guy like pompous mm-hmm. and that yes. is the image that was like mm-hmm. made of him mm-hmm. but that is not how he was no. at all and it's crazy how different the mm-hmm. perception and reality is yeah. Uh, or was at the time, mm-hmm. even when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, what really uh, captivated me was how much he really just liked working. He liked farming, and you know, there was a brief period where he was able to just be a farmer. And I can picture him, um, you know, with just a goofy old hat and like the Puritan way. I mean, he was very humble in that way. Yeah. Um, his dad said to him, "Well, I, I don't know." Same thing all dads say, which is, you know, the good thing about land is they're not making any more of it. He said it in a little bit more moral fashionable way. But, uh, you know, so Adams also bought up land, like, you know, 10 acres at a time. So I, I could see these parallels between him and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference being that, you know, when Washington is describing himself as a, you know, a gentleman farmer, well, he's not, as he's not farming. No, no, he's no, overseeing no. other people farming. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go way let's back. Go, let's go back. Let's go back. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a tunnel. I'm in a tunnel. We're in a time travel tunnel. Going back. Mm-hmm. 1735. He's born in Braintree, Massachusetts. Yes. So this is kind of a small, rural mm-hmm. little town, little cute town. One of the very first towns ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he attended school pretty young. He went to Latin school. Mm-hmm. He was being prepared. For Harvard. Mm-hmm. He goes to Harvard at 15. This is where his love of reading began. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Well, really? <laughs> That's where it began? He didn't have it before that? I mean, like, I don't know. I think I Harvard just... is obviously running a campaign to take credit for his love of reading. That yeah, happened. Harvard's like, <laughs> all right, we all know John Adams is like one no. of the most famous readers no, for ever. reading. <laughs> We did that. We did that. So send your children to us if you uh-huh. want them to love reading as much as John Adams. That's right. <laughs> That's the slogan of Harvard to this day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. abbreviated to just like V-I-V-E-V-A or something like that. Right, exactly. But that's what it means. People think it's Roman numerals. It is it's not. It's not. No, no, no. <laughs> so he, by the way, I just want to say, like, I want to really speak to paint the picture of John Adams. Mm-hmm. He is a good boy. He's, He's a, a good boy. Very good boy. He had an almost squeaky clean record mm-hmm. at Harvard. Mm-hmm. The only kind of like little demerit mm-hmm. that he got was because he took too long of a vacation one time. Oh. So he took a couple extra days getting back to his classes. Yes. Um, he had his eyes on the ladies, but yes. but he wrote, and I did think like, I was like, okay, you're like protesting a little too much mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. but he wrote, uh, no virgin or matron ever had caused to blush at the side of me or to regret an acquaintance with me 
My children may be assured that no illegitimate mm-hmm. brother or sister exists or ever existed. So it's like the fact that he wrote this, I'm like, yeah. okay, I believe I believe him, but it is mm-hmm. kind of funny that he like goes out of his way to like be like, listen. Yeah. I was I was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he is wanting to make it clear that he enjoys the company of women. Right. Um, but he is not exploiting their company in an untoward manner. Right. He, he can he can appreciate without needing to feel possessive or anything like Correct. that. Correct. He yes. knows a good ankle when he sees one. He loves an ankle. But he's not trying to grab that ankle. Not going to grab it. Mm-hmm. He's may, he may notice it. And he may even say uh, compliment in some, probably not an ankle, but, oh, mm-hmm. you must be a lovely dancer. He would find yeah. a way to compliment <laughs> He graduates in 1755. Mm -hmm. He begins a law apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. This is like the path that he's going to go down uh, with James Putnam. Mm -hmm. He moved um, to Braintree Mm -hmm. uh, a few years. Well, actually, before that, he was was a schoolmaster in Worcester for a while. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he he had his little Mm -hmm. moment as a schoolmaster. Just like uh, LBJ. Yeah. So he goes to Braintree, back to Braintree. Mm -hmm. He's accepted into the bar, mm-hmm. uh, and then he meets Abigail Adams. Mm-hmm. Well, she's Abigail Smith at the time. Seventeen fifty nine meets her for the first time, but mm-hmm. he's like not very impressed. She was fifteen at the mm-hmm. time, uh, very delicate and vulnerable because she had a lot of childhood illnesses. Yes, yes. and he kind of like he didn't even really like clock. He wasn't like clocking her as someone mm-hmm. he was going to marry at mm-hmm. that point, and he because his his uh, mentor was telling him, Mary Late. He also mm-hmm. had his eye on this other this woman other, for a right. while. Her name was Hannah, I believe. Hannah something. Yeah, so he, and I think he had her, he had his eyes on her for a while, but she found someone else. Apparently a lot of people had her eye, their eyes on her. On her, yeah. 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 But yeah. he he did get over it, and I think they did stay friends and such. He was really good at maintaining friendships. He was, just against all odds. And, uh, yes, yes. He, okay, 1761, this is important because we have to think about, like, with Washington, mm-hmm. too, it's like, how does this person get into the place where they can then go on to be mm-hmm. part of all this change that's happening, all the government? Like, mm-hmm. you're not able to do that if you don't have some kind of financial, mm-hmm. at least okayness, I yeah. guess. But yeah. his father died in 1761, so yeah. he inherited money and property in Braintree. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, he gets really into these home projects. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like... He's kind of like a little house flipper a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He loves to like build little projects, mm-hmm. work on the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, Abigail's going to be like a little get in on that too. Mm-hmm. They just, they love a home project. Those two. <laughs> what a pair. What a pair. So yeah, and he, so okay, how he gets in with Abigail, mm-hmm. right? Because he kind of was like, that's just a 15 year old yeah. girl. I don't know her. I really yeah. know her. Who yeah. is she? She looks Better. Sick. I'm glad that that's how he felt. Yeah. And that is honest. good. That's how he felt at first. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a little bit older. Um, his friend, Richard Cranch, married one of Abigail's sisters. Mm-hmm. And then he starts spending more and more time with the other, like with the Smith family. Oh, of course. Then after years of courtship, mm-hmm. uh, became more and more interested in Abigail. Sure. And they married in 1764. 1764. Okay. This guy, with all the writing he did, mm-hmm. he kept a diary, mm-hmm. he wrote letters, mm-hmm. he was always scribble, scribble in his little pen. Mm-hmm. He wrote, like, literally nothing about his courtship with Abigail. There's really? nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. 
Like, I know they were very affectionate from their letters after their courtship, but I don't, there's really not that much known about kind of like how that courtship went those Mm -hmm. five years, like when he first met her to then. Mm -hmm. But his first daughter was born in 1765, so we Mm -hmm. know things are going well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't know this, but maybe it's just that it was the one thing he had peace about. He didn't need to, you know, mm. exercise, you know, his frustration, et cetera, because it just oh, was something that brought him peace. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. even like write it out. I mean, they yeah. were just two birds of a feather. Yeah, they really were. They really were. Um, yeah. He has his little happy family life. Yes. He's practicing law. He's doing good. He also becomes like the surveyor of highways and yeah. so another surveyor. Another surveyor. Uh, but then we have the Stamp Act, which uh, we talked about last time mm-hmm. a little bit. It being kind of one of these first mm-hmm. things that got a lot of that uproar mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Well, Adams wrote an essay, a dissertation on the canon and the feudal law, mm-hmm. which I will now read in full. Please do. I'm just kidding. I'm no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, like, the arguments he makes are things like, according to the Magna Carta, and it's yes. like, wow, we're going way back. But, like, that was, there wasn't a lot of established law to go off of. Yeah. Well, he was, I mean, he's so well-read. He's like, he's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to write an essay. Well, he, he had, uh, published it anonymously. Um, sure. Condemning, basically, a lot of what was going on in the relationship with, with Britain. Then he wrote something called the Braintree Instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's kind of having this, like, as a writer, as mm-hmm. someone who's involved in mm-hmm. kind of the politics of the issues at the time mm-hmm. he starts to develop a little bit of a presence yeah. there yeah but then he moves to boston mm-hmm. in 1768 kind of this just rest is like ratcheting up yeah. pre-revolution mm-hmm. like things are stirring oh well you know they start getting people they start having uh when the military comes in when the british military yes. starts quartering yep with the uh the persons in boston they don't love it they do not like it's 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 not great no, it's not great. So uh, he has some troubles in his life as well and some changes mm-hmm. too. In 1770, his daughter at 13 months old dies. Mm-hmm. Um, his second son, Charles, is born. Mm-hmm. He's also elected the Massachusetts legislature. Mm-hmm. So now he's kind of officially in a government body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot going on at this time. Then we have the Boston Massacre. Ooh. He takes on defending. Yes. Uh, Officer Preston, who is the one who was in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the commander when the Boston Massacre, Boston Massacre occurred. So he is, he is going to be on trial, and then the soldiers are also going to be on trial, and he is defending both of these mm-hmm. groups and person. And he gets them, six out of the eight soldiers acquitted. Mm-hmm. Basically, well, no one else would take their case. Right. I believe that for John Adams, it was more a situation of, here is a test to see if these people are innocent, then they can get a fair trial. Yeah. I mean, he believed in the law. I he mean, did. Right or wrong, like mm-hmm. whatever happened with the Boston Massacre. Yes. Uh, he was like, someone has to defend these people or yeah. what? or what are we even doing? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. You know, everyone should be and like defended in court. So mm-hmm. it, this makes him really unpopular doing this. Yes. But like many times in his mm-hmm. life, he does something that he knows is going to be mm-hmm. unpopular in the short term, but mm-hmm. is for better off in the long term. And he is right almost every yes. single time. Yes. 
he he deals with backlash. He deals with being unpopular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the tide turns. And mm-hmm. guess what? The thing that he did was the right thing. Yes. So yes. in this case, like mm-hmm. he does what he thinks is right in, mm-hmm. in light of the law. And, he, and probably was. Yeah. And so yes. whether whatever the outcome may have been, someone needed to defend them. Right. So um, he, if they had, if they had instead uh, hung these officer, this officer and these soldiers, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we would have had more outrage from the British. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, 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 yes. So yeah, it it kept things like tensions were mounting, mm-hmm. but it could have gone a different way. Things could have been ratcheted yeah. up differently. Mm-hmm. So. In 1775, mm-hmm. war has begun. Yes. Of, well, Lexington and Concord. Lexington and Concord. We talked about this in the George Washington episode. Yes. At the time, he's a del- he well he was a delegate mm-hmm. to the Second Continental Congress. Mm-hmm. He was someone who nominated George Washington mm-hmm. as the commander of the Continental yep. Army. And speaking of John Dickinson. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was like, we need to extend an olive mm-hmm. branch petition to mm. England. We got a cool... And we he maybe was like... He not wasn't wrong for like not wanting to, to like... He had a lot of fears about independence being too soon. Yes. And it being too much and them not being ready. Yes. But Adams was really opposed to this. Mm-hmm. And he was ostracized for yes. it. Yes. This is what is like the same mm-hmm. thing again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ostracized for saying, no, we're not going to do that. Like we've got, we, mm-hmm. you are you seeing what's going on? Like are you yeah. seeing the public sentiment? Like yeah. that is a bad, bad, bad move. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically, once Thomas Paine's common sense comes out, mm-hmm. the tide totally changes. Yeah. And Adams was right. Now everyone yeah. is like, yeah, let's not everyone, but m- the tide yeah. has shifted towards mm-hmm. yes, independence yes. and is the route that we need to yeah. go down. So he again, twice now, he's been yes. unpopular for being right. Yeah. So he describes himself later as being the Sancho Panza of American politics, in that he was chasing windmills and doing the best he could, but ultimately only being able to get things through and mm. by you know extreme effort yeah um and yes he 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 has this quality of virtue does not count as virtue if it gets you fame mm-hmm. uh, so you have to do things for the right reason and i believe that and i'm not i didn't just come up with this but, but it was very self-sabotaging that he, I think, had an element of, I have to be made unpopular by this to prove that I am truly alone in, you know, rightness, you know? Yeah. Which is, I just think is a part of his personality that, uh, yeah, it it probably drove him, made him very unhappy in some some ways. Yes. He was a very agitated man. He he had periods of kind of, his whole life is sort of this like up, mm -hmm. down, up, down as far as his mood, as far as, his popularity mm-hmm. as far as you know how he feels about how things are going i mean yeah. it, it goes up and down until the very end mm-hmm. um but yeah he's always acting like on his on what he thinks is right yes not what's going to make him popular yes yeah and he's almost in defiant in it yes for sure yes uh so yeah and then in 1776 again with the writing again <laughs> again with the writing he doesn't stop he will not stop writing he writes thoughts on government yes 
designs the three branches of government. Yeah. So he's not, he doesn't end up being there when the constitution mm-hmm. is written mm-hmm. this uh, later, later on. Mm-hmm. But this kind of sets the stage. He had also later will mm-hmm. write the Massachusetts mm-hmm. constitution, mm-hmm. which is what the U.S. constitution will also take a lot from. Mm-hmm. They also use a lot from thoughts on government. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he proposes the three branches of government mm-hmm system of checks and balances mm-hmm. and this is all going on they're talking about the declaration what they're going to do about the declaration mm-hmm. of independence uh it's adopted by congress mm-hmm. after a lot of back and forth adams adams is well jefferson writes it sure but adams is definitely you know influencing he's, he's in and about he's in and about he's there as it's being written yeah as it's being written he's there yeah uh and of course we know he loves to write. We know he loves to talk. Try to get him to stop. Try to get him to stop. Writing. So we can we can assume that he's had some he has some mm-hmm. sway in it. Mm-hmm. Now he gave a very important speech mm-hmm. that actually got them to like do something. Like they were mm-hmm. already drafting this. They were already they were just wondering about the timing mm-hmm. of when should they declare independence. Mm-hmm. And, of course, John Dickinson is like, no time soon. Never. Never. (laughs) Remember me well, history. (laughs) Nope. Uh, So he delivered a speech that was very convincing. Yes. And they were like, all right, okay, we're going to do it. Yes. We're going to do it. So it gets approved. This brings us to France. Oh. Oh. France. So big shift here because it's 1776. Uh, all that's happening. Mm. Declaration of Independence is signed and approved. It's a hit. It's a hit. We Everyone. love it. Yeah. Britain's not a fan, not but a fan. it's going. There's no stopping this independence mm-hmm. train now. Mm-hmm. In winter of 1777, mm-hmm. he is elected as commissioner to France. Mm-hmm. Abigail, much like how Martha Washington was mm-hmm. like, don't go, Washington. Mm-hmm. Abigail is like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You, my dearest friend, is what she used to yes. call. My Lysander, <laughs> she would call him. They have their their letters are cute. She was horrified at him going. Right. Because they're at war. Yeah. A American ship going across mm-hmm. the Atlantic mm-hmm. is going to be at some potential danger. Yes. John Adams, for reasons that. I mean, he wanted his son, John Quincy, mm-hmm. who's 10 years old, mm-hmm. to, to like, start, the, get more education. Yes, we have to prep France. the boy. But also, like, it's wartime. He's yes. 10. We're going to take him across the ocean to France. Like, yes. he does. He does. Of course, Abigail is like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? I cannot believe that you are going much less taking our 10 year old son yeah what's happening and she was afraid of she was afraid of inter uh or, or I don't, atlantic travel it, uh, inter-atlantic travel you know what i'm saying yeah she was scared transatlantic travel. transatlantic travel she mm-hmm. was not a fan mm-hmm. uh, no well who I, would be I, not certainly not me you're on a boat not a, Sorry, fan. a ship a ship a leaky, a leaky ass ship <laughs> with people puking oh, all over the all place. Gross. They're also worried about enemy mm-hmm. ships. Yes, they 
Uh, there's no hygiene at the time. It doesn't Food's even exist bad. as a concept. It doesn't. Hygiene. They thought no. disease was just, like, caused by night air. Yeah. Or just, you know, lack of leeches. Or, like, opening your windows. Oh, yeah. Yes! No! This was a big thing that... He, oh, at one point he, he boarded with Franklin. Is yes, that what you're talking about? Yes! So, yes, this was... He and Franklin spent the night in the same room, and Franklin insisted on keeping the window open to let in the cool air. And Adams tells basically about how, oh, I, I didn't worry at all. I went straight to bed. Uh, and it was this, this uh, kind of noticing that clearly this is a way for John Adams to tell the story in the way that Franklin is the kind of, you know, silly one. And he's the rational one. But that is not typically how things went for John Adams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but and then he says, uh, you know, and I was proven right because he, I hear he died from Cold air. Cold air. An open window. <laughs> the old cold air. Cause of death. Cold yeah. air. Three hours. Early onset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So he's in France. By the way, Franklin's there. Speaking of Franklin. Franklin um, is always... I do believe this is where that happened with the open windows. Yes. Probably. Oh, Adams thinks does think Franklin a fool. They're not bud- buddies. They're not really buddies. They tolerate each other. Okay. I think that he thought Franklin like not willing to speak up true yeah so i think that i I think he felt well i know that he felt caught between washington and franklin as the like as like you know the the his competition to be like the most american the the, the greatest american or or of their revolutionary age Mm -hmm. um and what frustrated him i think was that Washington and Franklin were both very tight-lipped yeah. men. I think Franklin was enjoying France a little too much. I'm sure he was whoring and bothering. Listen, yeah, he's the opposite of Adams as far as the no no illegitimate children. Yeah, yeah. Like you, there's a lot. He he loved the ladies. He lo- he loved and the ladies. They did have reason to blush. They had <laughs> they had reasons to, to scratch probably. Even. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> but true. But true. <laughs> There's lots of things that are gross but true from <laughs> these times. <laughs> That's history. That's history for you. Gross but true. So he, okay, so his whole mission there, by the way, mm-hmm. was to secure France as an ally. Yes. But by the time he got there, yeah. the Americans had had a success at Saratoga mm-hmm. and the French were already bought in. They already So did. his whole trip was mm-hmm. like, the point he was going for, he'd mm-hmm. gone all this way, mm-hmm. injured all this travel mm-hmm. and terribleness and puking on a boat. Yeah. And it was a, it was accomplished when he got there. Yeah. So it, it actually happened before he even left. Well, he would know that, it was so though. slow. Yeah. And he's writing Abigail while he's in France and the letters mm-hmm. take so long. Yeah. I mean, imagine you're saying uh, th- their goodbye must've been so terrible. Yes. Every time they said goodbye. Yes. Because uh, he goes back and forth over the Atlantic a couple more times. times. Yeah. Poor guy. Every time they say goodbye, this really could be it. This could be it. He may never even send you another letter. Yeah. You may not know for yeah. months if he's okay. One of the ships he was on, and I believe this is when he had both of his sons with him, was attacked. Yeah, it was. And he he was the quote-unquote prize on the ship. He was yeah. what was being transported 
but he insisted on going above deck and fighting. He said, I'm not going to, you know, stay down here while other people are fighting if that's what it's, you know. So he got his chance to fight. Yeah. He wanted to be a soldier and he got to be a soldier for a little bit. And that's when he went. He went back. So he went back to Braintree mm-hmm. and back again to France, like yeah. within a year. And yeah. I think he brought Charles yeah. and John, John Quincy. Quincy. Yes. And I think... Him. I think they ended up having to, the ship had to, it couldn't make it to France, so it landed in Barcelona. I, Something like that. It's, it, he does yes. a lot of back and forth over yes. the Atlantic with yes. John. I mean, the 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 agony must have been. Yeah. He, in France, like, he re- he was pretty well received in France. Mm-hmm. He saw a lot of the opulence. Things were yeah. very different there. Yeah. Uh, he both loved and disapproved. Mm-hmm. Like, people like Jefferson and Franklin, like, were mm-hmm. very bought into France. Yes. Adams was a little more like, mm, yes. there's some issues. He was seeing some of the issues. Right. Uh, so, of course, this is pre-French Revolution. So, yes. he was definitely seeing some stuff that was maybe a little bit of a bubble. Yes. That was about to burst. Yes. So, while Adams was gone that first time, mm-hmm. I just want to know, Abigail mm-hmm. had a little flirty correspondence <gasps> with a guy named James Level. So they had this back and forth, and in one, she replied saying, I begin to look upon you as a very dangerous man, (laughs) a most ingenious and agreeable flatterer. And she Uh signed her letters with Portia. Portia? Which seems a little flirty to me. I don't know what that's about. Portia de Rossi? Yeah. And apparently he had like a mist. I don't know. He he was kind of a shady guy a little Mm -hmm. bit. But um, how did she how did she have to come? How did she happen to be writing to him at all? The pin pal program or something? Oh, God. Yeah, that's OK. We'll just leave that a mystery. Oh, I just wanted to I just wanted to point it out. That she's lonely. Of course she she's is. Lonely. Her husband's gone for the first yes. time. Who's to blame way. her? No, I don't know if this is the first time. I believe this is the first time he goes to France. Yes. He has a case of uh, slight mis. Well, Mistaken identity in that the French are a little confused by who he is. They know that he's a famous, they know that he's an American. Mm-hmm. And so they keep referring the the famous Adams, which I can't oh, say. I, I didn't read it. Adam. And so either they thought he was Sam Adams, which oh, I'll get back to him, or <laughs> Thomas Paine. Because he was so famous. Thomas Paine was so famous for having written Common Sense that they just assumed, oh, he must be the person who wrote this. Oh. So, so he, is, he is kind of taking this in stride, as he always does. Yeah. You know? But yeah, he's, he's case of mis... And by the way, he was not a big fan of Common Sense. No. no. Oh, he had some things to say about it. He had common some things sense. to say about it. Well, for, when he found out that it involved a unicameral mm-hmm. legislative body, he was like, mm-hmm. nah uh no unicameral no, for no. John Adams. Are you kidding Not on me? His, he said, this man knows how to tear down more than he knows how to build up. He which is say that. That is. That's true. Damning words. It's true. Also, Thomas Paine was always going around being like, mm. I mean, he was very influential and had like yeah. important and whatnot, but he was definitely just yeah. being like critical, critical. He's like that friend who always is complaining about something mm-hmm. but doesn't have the solution. Yeah, yeah. Never proposes a solution. Mm-hmm. Are they? But they always know what you should do. Uh, yeah. You know what you should do? You know, that's you should, what Thomas Paine That's what Thomas Paine was doing. Was doing. Famous quote from Thomas mm-hmm. Paine. Mm-hmm. 
So he goes back to yeah. Massachusetts. Yes. Then they're like, hey, buddy, I know you just got back, but you got to go again. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, like, what? I just got back. I just got back. And when I was there, it, it was a waste of time anyway. Yeah. He said. That's what he said. Well, they're like, we need you to get some Dutch loans because we're broke. He goes to Holland. Mm-hmm. He's going between Amsterdam, Leiden, mm-hmm. The Hague, mm-hmm. trying to get a Dutch loan. Mm-hmm. He has brought Charles and John Quincy, but I think he like sends them to Russia or like I mean, it's yeah. just so there's so much travel going on once they're in Europe. Yeah, it's a really difficult time for him. He doesn't really mm-hmm. have like lodging that mm-hmm. he kind of it is sort of a little bit of like an unofficial ambassador, yeah. like. It's a weird time. Uh, he also, like, is very sick while mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the first, like, time like that in his life mm-hmm. where he's just, like, not feeling good. Things are really not going well. Yeah. He cannot get this Dutch loan. Mm-hmm. And he was believed, a lot of people kind of talked about him as, in Europe, as embarrassing himself mm-hmm. in Holland. So, again, what he's doing, even though it's, like the importance of securing a Dutch loan mm-hmm. was very important yeah. at this point. There is just not enough money mm-hmm. to continue when it's to be continued. Mm-hmm. And it, as far as the war, mm-hmm. they need this money. Mm-hmm. They need like $2 million, which is a lot of money Holy back then. Crap. That's a lot of money. It is a lot. Well, it took a long time. So 17 in 1781, he's tied up in Holland mm-hmm. and, Congress decides that they're going to make him part of a commission of five Mm -hmm. and kind of, it's sort of like a little bit of a demotion. Mm -hmm. Franklin ends up kind of being the de facto American negotiator in Paris. Mm -hmm. So, and Adams is just like sick and struggling in Holland, you know, 1781, that's the end, the kind of the conventional end of the, Mm -hmm. um, the revolution, Mm -hmm. revolutionary war Mm -hmm. with victory one, the Dutch, so he's in Holland. Mm-hmm. The Dutch are like, uh, congratulations, that's amazing. Y'all won. Yeah. Yay. Adams, all of a sudden, they're like, he had, he had built up some connections and really was yeah. like working with what he had while he was there. But then they they were like, oh my gosh, you're amazing, John Adams. Like, what? congratulations on the independence in America. Is, is this we a love trick? You. No. You're they excited. were just like, yay. Okay. They were recognizing it. Okay. Then he still had issues getting the money from them. Yeah, because I was going to say, the war's over, but you probably still need that money. They still need the money. They still need it. Yeah, it's still yeah. just as important. That's your stretch goal. Yeah, so then they finally, after mm-hmm. he still has issues for a little while longer, at, mm-hmm. even after they win, even after mm-hmm. they're like, we love you, John Adams. Yeah. He still has all these issues. Um he finally gets a $2 million loan. It's a big deal. It's yeah. a really big deal. He succeeded after being scorned and being told he was embarrassing himself mm-hmm. and all this stuff. He finally does it. Someone yeah. had to do it. Yeah, good for him. He was up there. It was one of the worst times of his life he'll talk about. Yeah. So he goes back to Paris. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Back in Paris. Back in Paris. Now we got the Treaty of Paris to deal with. Perfect. 1783. We got Adams, Franklin, and Jay working on this. Yeah. This ends the war with Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're like on kind of a, this commission is to like secure treaties, blah, blah, blah. He negotiates another Dutch loan. He's going back and forth between Paris and Holland. Oh, wait, another loan? Yeah. John Adams. I know. You're loan hungry. It's, yeah. Yeah. He's got to get that, that yeah. cash. That's He's yeah. got to fund the country. Work. It's just a check. 
I don't know how that works. Yeah. Like, what do they do? They just like give them like gold coins? Yeah, that sounds dangerous. How NFTs? Did they do I don't know. I mean, they got a Bitcoin, but there had to have been like some version of wire transfer. An IOU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are they giving them this money? I have no idea. If oh, you're, gosh. Yeah. If you're from 18th century uh, Holland, let us know. Let, <laughs> there's some good news for Abigail at oh, this good. point. Mm. Uh, well, kind of good news, which well. is that he needs to stay in Europe. But okay. they kind of go back and forth and he's like, I can't do it any longer without you. I'm mm. nothing. Mm. And she's like, I can't be away from you either. And so she makes the very difficult decision because yes. she's never been never. on the sea. She's never really gone very far from Mm-mm. Braintree in Mm-mm. Boston, honestly. Yeah. She goes with Nabby, their first mm-hmm. daughter, yeah. to Europe. So they have this big... Like, they reunite. He's doing all this stuff between London and Paris and Holland, Mm -hmm. but they kind of settle outside of Paris Mm -hmm. in this really gorgeous house. Everyone's kind of more or less back together. The boys are in school, but uh, they have this great time there. And she loves the theater. Oh, yeah. This is where a big friendship with Jefferson starts for all of them. Because Jefferson is also, mm-hmm. like, there with Adams and, mm-hmm. and Jay, like, doing this commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they flourish while they're there. Yeah. And I love that for them. Yeah, I'm happy that they got to do that. Yeah. How long were they there? Was it, like, a year? He's so in 1785, he's named Minister to Britain. Mm-hmm. So he goes to London. He deals with there's like more back. He deals with another period of being unpopular for yeah. a bunch of another bullshit. Yeah, more BS. So mm-hmm. then in 1786, they're still they go to London yeah. from Paris. So they're there for a little bit. They go to London. Mm-hmm. Abigail doesn't like London as much as Paris, I but I don't blame her. She, she, and really none of it is good as, is as good as Massachusetts in her eyes. Aww. She yeah. loves it. Yeah. Nabby gets married oh. to a, to his, Adam's secretary in London, William okay. Smith. Okay. Who ends up being a real crook in the end, by the way. Mm-hmm. He leaves her like Ugh, with drag. nothing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, with the kids and it's mm. a problem. That sucks. They're there until 1788. Wow. Yeah. So that meaning that the Constitution was written while mm-hmm. that he was in France. And he does write something called a defense of the constitutions of government of the United mm-hmm. States of America, which I will now read in full. Thank you. <laughs> Brevity is the soul of yeah. wit. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is a pamphlet that he wrote very quickly. Yes. Because he was like, I got to get my say in about this constitutional yeah. stuff. Uh and some people saw it as him being soft on monarchies, which begins mm-hmm. kind of the, which like, I don't really understand because he was not pro. I think his whole thing was that there's nothing necessarily wrong with a monarchy, mm-hmm. but hereditary monarchies he was very against. Yes. But the monarchy and the central government wasn't really the issue as long as there was balance of power. Yes. So it was sort of like he was, that was his main point mm-hmm. the people were like boo you yeah. think kings are good get out of here not everyone but there was yeah. some backlash he yeah. also suggested a bill of rights that's, that was his idea that was oh yes the bill of rights good one by that's the a good way. idea 
You know, Adams, I think, saw a lot of nuance to things, and that is not popular. <laughs> People like just straight up good, bad, black, white. Yeah. People and... still don't like nuance. No, yeah, it hasn't changed. Yeah, this uh, is this is a it's still one of the problems. Yes. <laughs> to me, Washington is the jock. Uh, Jefferson is the preppy. You know, very popular. Uh, and then Adams is in in there, like doing their homework and making sure they pass their classes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there are a lot of things that who could have predicted, but. He really he really helps establish you know uh, the idea of jurors a juror system, um, and what ends up happening is there's a lot of deadlock in the court system because you've got to get twelve people to agree on something. Yeah, that's hard to yeah. do. Uh, as I've stated before, I'm not a fan of unanimous voting because there's well okay now listen here's why there's always one person who is more interested in it being about them than getting this job done. And I feel like that sets up an environment in which the established rules, the established order has a huge advantage. I will say that like he opened the door to a lot of things that were then of course exploited. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. How much can you blame a person for that? You know, no, I don't think you can, you know, he came from a good place. But um, I, I do feel like, yeah, he, he. That's his one flaw. That's his one flaw. He doesn't have many. I mean, his flaws are really. Yeah. I mean, personality things, mm-hmm. maybe. So, but, but he. He was very self-defeating. And he had a temper. Yes. And but he never lashed out at people, really. Mm-hmm. It was in letters. Yes. He was, well. He wasn't, he didn't have it. When we say he had a temper problem, mm-hmm. it's like if we're going to list out John Adams' problems. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that by the standards of the age mm-hmm. or just the standards of toxic masculinity that he even came any close to no. what we would call someone with a temper problem. No. He just would get irritated. Like, I would too. Imagine yes. being John Adams and being oh, like... Yeah. He's yeah. passionate. The frustration. Because yes. also, like, he's super well-read. Mm-hmm. Imagine the frustrations mm-hmm. that of just, like, the people around him yes. being... Like, these pol- politicians who are maybe just not as well-read, mm-hmm. maybe just not as smart as him. Yeah. I mean, people who are highly intelligent, like John Adams was, and a lot of these men were very intelligent. Yeah, blah, no blah, But he was exceptionally book-smart and yes. intelligent. Yes. And he really was thinking about, like, the philosophies of government and yes. about the, like, legacy, the true yes. legacy they were going to be leaving. Yes. And all these other people were fueled by, I mean, he had the press was always, mm-hmm. like, just after him about, like, just the dumbest stuff. Yeah. They used to call him his rotundity. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let them, like, him being, like, slightly soft on the monarchy go. Yeah. They painted him as this aristocrat, which yes. is not the case. He looked no. very modestly. Yes. And he, he was really a Puritan. He was a Puritan. Yeah. And he never, like... By the way, we haven't mentioned this yet, mm-hmm. like explicitly. We've mm-hmm. just said he's anti-slavery. He literally never. He owned no slaves. He owned no slaves. Now, his, Abigail's father. Yes. Owned two slaves. Yes. And even then, they felt uncomfortable with this yes. existing in their family. There was obviously nothing that Abigail can do to, 
to influence her father. Correct. Um, yeah. Of course. And, uh, but even then, yeah, they're very. And the I thing- can't speak too much to the prejudices <laughs> yeah. that they held or didn't hold, but I will say mm-hmm. that when Abigail went to France, mm-hmm. gave use of her home mm-hmm. to a formerly enslaved woman mm-hmm. and her new husband mm-hmm. and like set them up with like food to eat yeah. and like just. They had like a nice time while yeah. they were gone, like just occupying the house. Yeah. Um, and they weren't like in charge of like all the farming or anything. They had other people like were doing that, mm-hmm. some of that work for them and helping out mm-hmm. with that. But they were like, I don't know. So it's like they they were very much. She also later on, I think this was in when they were in Philadelphia, Philadelphia maybe or mm-hmm. New York. I think Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, she also went out of her way. There was a boy that she was sending like. He he was black and he was being sent to a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was I can't remember the context of mm-hmm. this exactly, but she there the schoolmaster basically was like the kid stopped coming mm-hmm. because there was a black student mm-hmm. and the schoolmaster was like, You can't keep sending him here or mm-hmm. like the students will stop coming and the school will get shut down. Mm-hmm. And she talked to all those little white kids. Yes, she did. And convinced them that they should be welcoming of mm-hmm. this student. And it worked. Good for and her. he continued to go to school. Good for this her. kid. So yeah. they were, you know, again, can't speak for I'm sure they had prejudices. Sure. Um, I'm not but as far as mm-hmm. people who were like not only anti slavery. Mm-hmm. And abolitionists, mm-hmm. but also people who did advocate mm-hmm. for black people mm-hmm. in small ways. Yeah. Could they have done more? A thousand percent. But sure. you can always do more. Yes. But for the time. Yeah. Now, so are we ready for uh, him to be president? Oh, yeah. Let's talk. Oh, here, yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to run you through mm-hmm. our vice president moment because oh, right. John Adams was our first vice president. Yeah. So he comes back in 1788 to Massachusetts. He just got back. Yeah. He um, had just gotten back. He, he just got back. back. Yeah. He had, this, he had the smell of cheese still on him. <laughs> He's still smelling of, you know, <laughs> well, he was in London, but yeah, still cheese. London well, cheese. I'm sure the air from France, France was would continue, continuing yeah, to yeah, London yeah, yeah. and then he, yeah, he still smells of... French cheese. So, 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 um, French by the way, they come back with a ton of stuff. Oh, They're like, sure. listen, we're not leaving all this behind. Like, we may be modest people, but we're going to bring this armoire. For herself. Yes. <laughs> for her. Even better. So they come back. Yeah. Now the question is, who's going to be president? There's not really a question of it's whether it's going to be Washington or Adams, mm-hmm. but Hamilton. Okay. This guy. Uh, Hamilton. Yeah. He is worried about there being a tie. He's like, what if there's a tie? Ugh. And he was like so scared of a tie that he went behind backs and yeah. just like made sure Adams didn't get too many votes. Uh-huh. Um, and so it ends up being Washington got 69 votes. Nice. Adam, <laughs> Adams 34. <laughs> and that was firmly in second place, but yeah. in kind of embarrassing number. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been more than that. The way that they voted, like... He would have gotten more. Like, there were other people who... Mm-hmm. It was an embarrassing number, that 34 votes. It would have been more if Hamilton hadn't gone around. And, oh, I see. Like, he wanted to be in second place. He wasn't... It wasn't like... He didn't think he was going to be president. Yeah. But it was, like, really only 34 votes? 
Yeah. You know, so... Well, now Hamilton, not a fan of no. Adams at no. all. No. Big fan of Washington, though. Yeah. They're tight. And yeah. Hamilton is just in it for himself. 100%. He knows that he can't be president. Yeah. Because he was not born in America. Yeah. Uh, which I believe was actually intentional. I believe that was... Put in there just Put in for there just for him. Hamilton? I don't know if that's... <laughs> I've heard that as, like, you know, folklore. Um, but he definitely sees a better future with, with Washington than he does with Adams. Yeah. So I can understand why he was... Well, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he... And so Adams didn't know anything about Hamilton doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so now Adams is the vice president. We've got Washington as our president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... While he was so the vice presidency, mm-hmm. as we know, yeah. as has stated the case, mm-hmm. very ceremonial. Yeah, you be breaking ties, mm-hmm. you preside over the Senate, and um, yeah, you clap, you clap behind the president during the State of the Union mm-hmm. address. There's mm-hmm. really not much to it, it's kind yeah. of one of those roles that's like, I mean, you are. You're next in line, yeah. and there have been many vice presidents yeah. who have become president. Mm-hmm. There's also many people who, like our current president, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. a vice president under a different president, yeah. uh, which does kind of set you up as a good presidential yeah. candidate. But the actual like tedium of the role mm-hmm. is um, much how we still view it now. Yeah. It's been There's yeah. been very few vice presidents yeah. who have exercised... <laughs> Like actual influence, um, unless they literally became president right. after like an assassination or a death. Sure. So he is. Um, this is a really bad role for Adams because mm-hmm. he's a doer, not a um, yeah, and he's a talker. He's a talker, but not a yeah. And he and so he's like he makes this big issue. I think he was just bored. This mm-hmm. is something definitely to kind of dig give him a little dig on mm. but uh he made this huge deal about what they should call the president oh. like and he was like advocating for calling the president like his majesty the president yeah. like what's the title of the president uh-huh. he made such a big deal of this he annoyed literally everyone yeah. it's like he wouldn't stop talking about it yeah. and with with this and other things he was always like lecturing the senate sure. and going on these tangents mm. and i mean he was bored i let, let me just say let me just Insert this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've already talked about Adams being a, a, a vociferous reader. Uh, and one of the things that was noted when his library was gone through, of course, this was all preserved and everything, is that he would write in the margins as if he was arguing with the author. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, he would buy books that he intentionally disagreed with so that he could disagree with them in the margins. I love that. I This man had a motor on him. That he could not quell. Okay. Now, he there not a ton happened while he was vice president other than, you know, sure. a lot of yellow fever in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which is bummer. And they would just flee the city every time it happened. It was wild. Very bad stuff. We hadn't yeah. figured out how to live in close proximity yet. We hadn't figured out. Well, no, that was mosquitoes. And they didn't even yeah. know that it was mosquitoes doing it. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, so, gosh, the disease thing. Every winter. I'm reading mm-hmm. this. When I was reading this David McCullough book. Mm-hmm. Just like every time it was winter time, it would be like yeah. he's sick. 
She's sick. Yeah. They're all sick. They're sick. We're it's the sick. sick time. Yeah, yeah. It's like every winter. It's like, oh, winter's coming. Like there's yeah. even some note in here about like, yeah. well, the sick times are upon us. So let's yeah. hurry up and get this done. It's just yeah. like, gosh, yellow fever was a summer thing, though. So they, yeah. had, they had no reprieve in those oh, years yeah. that that epidemic was really bad. Yeah. It was 1793, 1798 and 1799, I think, were the worst years of it. Yeah. But gosh, people were just sick. Yeah. And also... This is jumping ahead really far, but when we're talking about medical stuff, mm-hmm. his daughter, Navi, ended up dying in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had breast cancer. They performed a mastectomy on her. This is pre-anesthetics. Wow. This is pre-germ theory. This just is just taking a knife to a boob. I, I mean, mean, yeah. Yeah. And she eventually, the cancer spread anyway. Yeah. Like she was, but. You don't uh, know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she died. But that, uh, listen, the medical history yeah. of what's going on at this time is got to be taken into account when we talk to mm-hmm. talk about these presidents because people are dying. It is mm-hmm. affecting how fast politics moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's every, I mean, Washington was much more sickly than Adams was, Mm -hmm. uh, but it definitely was a recurring Mm -hmm. theme in their lives, Mm -hmm. was just being sick. 1796. Oh, boy. Here we go. Washington is like, I'm done, y'all. I'm really done. I'm really done. Second term, not fun. Wasn't fun for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not doing a third. No way. Best of luck to the next guy. Yeah. Uh, So... We have Adams versus Jefferson. Yeah. Right. And they have had an interesting relationship. Mm -hmm. They were very close when Adams was in France. Mm -hmm. They kept up writing letters for Mm -hmm. some time after that. There was always quite a bit of friction between them. Mm -hmm. Um, But this election, election of 1796, this is the first time we have two opposing parties really Mm -hmm. Um, against each other in yes. this way. It is a mess and a half mm-hmm. as far as the press is concerned. They are honestly like Adams is like in Braintree, which mm-hmm. now is like technically called Quincy because yeah, it like Quincy, the yeah. town got bigger and they like mm-hmm. made, they named part of it a different thing. Yeah. But he's at his homestead. Jefferson is at Monticello. Mm-hmm. They're basically chilling, but in the background, mm-hmm. The press is going nuts Mm -hmm. with this. They're calling Adams all kinds of things, Jefferson all kinds of things. It's like an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. Though at the time, or 1792, a couple years earlier, the monarchy had been abolished in France. Mm -hmm. We are starting to see the French Revolution. Mm Things are crazy in France. That's in the background. Adams ends up winning. Yeah. Uh, he is sworn in as the second president of the United mm-hmm. States. Good for him. Good for him. Big um, shadow he's in, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he does say around this time, I quote, I hate speeches, messages, addresses, proclamations, and such affected constrained things. I hate mm-hmm. levies and drawing rooms. I hate to speak to a thousand people to whom I have nothing to say, yet... All this I can do. So he kind of is like, Mm -hmm. it's one of these things, much like Washington was a little bit of a different breed on this, but Mm -hmm. this idea of like, this job ain't great. Yeah. They know this. Yeah. He was writing to Abigail Mm -hmm. and this kind of 
this topic of, I think he was in Boston at the time mm-hmm. when they were writing these letters, but the topic of him potentially being the next president, mm-hmm. Abigail reminded him in a letter that he was 60 mm-hmm. and he responded, mm-hmm. if I were near, I would soon convince you that I am not above 40. What? I know. Wow. I don't know if you meant it in like a sexual way, but I'm going to interpret it. I'm going to interpret it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's president. He's president. Now. All right. Oof. He does not have an easy presidency. He doesn't have an easy presidency. So 1798. Mm -hmm. So he's president. He's sworn in 1797. A year later. Mm -hmm. Again, with France. Mm -hmm. And by the way, before he's even sworn in, Alexander Hamilton is already on his bullshit. Yep. Just like, this guy's vain, all the problems. And and they're on the same team. Yeah. They're both Federalists. They're both Federalists. See, here's the thing. John Adams was very much pro-Navy. During the Revolutionary War, he wanted us to have the strong Navy. He was fought at every turn. He turned out to be right. Surprise, surprise. So now, look, there's still crap going on with France and England, and he wants to have a navy. Hamilton has these ambitions of there being an army, a giant freestanding army, you know, going on, which he will then, of course, lead. Of course. Of course, because he has all this experience from the Revolutionary War. And to me... This was very clearly a power grab on his part. He sees he can't be president, uh, and he will be, if not in name, he will be leader of this army, in fact. And his plans were to, like, not even just secure the Western United States, but to, like, go into Mexico and, like, liberate all of these people. I mean, you just got your freedom, buddy. Like, don't... Oh, from England? From England. And that's the other thing is... Gosh. There were... So so the, the main issue, I guess during Adam's presidency is the quasi-war with France. Yeah, so right. there was... I don't want to get into the XYZ affair because it's complicated and mm-hmm. kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but basically, they sent some foreign ministers. Mm-hmm. They were rejected by the French. Mm-hmm. They came back. Adam's, like, waited to release the correspondence mm-hmm. or the documents that were sent because he was worried about the safety of them and he wanted to make sure they were out of France before he, like, made this stuff mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. Um so he was there was backlash because of that, but then mm-hmm. turns out he was right to do that. Da da da. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgives him. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but by this point, there's kind of a yeah quasi war mm-hmm. with France. Adams okay. called it the half war because mm-hmm. um, they were never officially at war with them. Never but there was just this kind of thing of always trying to uh, like make peace, mm-hmm. like preparing for war. So the opportunity comes up to hey, now's a good time to build up a navy. Yeah, um, and. His approval goes up once they start doing this. They're building sure. ships, like, all all over they're building ships. Mm-hmm. Um, this Navy is getting built up. Uh, and that's, like, the highlight mm-hmm. of his presidency mm-hmm. is building up this Navy. Yeah. Now, he's not pro-war, by the way. No. He's just being very pragmatic. Well, here's the thing is that... He truly believes in the revolution. He truly believed in the revolution yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see with this where, you know, France, of course, is who helped us during the revolution. Yeah. And now you have people like uh, Hamilton who want to turn against France, start a war with France. 
yeah, and open trade relations with England. So it's truly not uh, for a lot of these people. It's just a very you know a, 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 a grab for power. So uh, this is a frustrate. Like there, it's this con- like Adams is trying not to have war. By the mm-hmm. way, Jefferson also he's the. Vice president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we have mm-hmm. this weird thing of like whoever comes in second right. as a vice president. Well, and, and so Adams tries to get him on several important uh, cabinets, I guess. Yeah. And Jefferson's just kind of like, no. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because they're in different parties. They're in different so parties. this is the first and last time that you're going to, that we right. as a country have that happen. Yes. It um, didn't take long. It didn't take, they were like, eh, this isn't, this isn't working. This isn't ideal. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should do something else. Um, yeah. So also during this time, this is what he's most infamous for when you're taking your AP U.S. history right. class. This is the thing that's like, what was John Adams' biggest misstep as a president? Yes. Uh, and it is the Alien Sedition Act. Mm. Um, so I'm going to defend him just a little defend bit. Him. Just Fine. a little bit. Just a little bit. Because yeah. the the common you know story is that this is his issue. Mm-hmm. John Adams... Did not initiate this. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was Mm -hmm. Congress. Now, he did sign it. He did allow this to happen. And in some ways, he was kind of uh, okay with it. So I'm not going to defend him too much. Yeah. Now, what the Alien and Sedition Acts were. So the Alien Acts included a Naturalization Act, Mm -hmm. which increased the period of residence, like, to qualify for citizenship from... Five to 14 years. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. And then the Alien Act granted the president legal right. The reading directly from the book right now. The legal right to expel any foreigner he considered dangerous. Mm-hmm. So Adams never invoked the alien there was no deportation that happened because of mm-hmm. this but it did allow for that to be a possibility yeah the worry was there were a lot of french mm-hmm. in yeah. the in america yeah. and of course they were worried about that mm-hmm. now do i think it's right no but no. that's why they did this yeah the sedition acts mm-hmm. however were basically like hey mm-hmm. uh press you it- can't say anything bad Bad at all about the government, about oh, the war, the quasi war. Yeah, Adams, of course, has been berated by the press, mm-hmm. and he was a little bit like, Yeah, that'll that'll shut him up. And some people did get arrested and fined, like because of this act. This was not a benign thing, yeah. Um, even Abigail wrote like, oh, good. They finally will get what's coming now. So this is a direct violation of the First Amendment. And the justification for this is this is a wartime act. Yes. So not good. Not great. Yeah. We don't love it. It's not it's so, not good. But in it is also not good that he was like, yes, got him. But like yeah. also the guy was frustrated. He didn't create this to do that. But he did take a little bit of pleasure in some of these Newspaper guys um, sure. getting in trouble. They've been talking shit about him. I mean, it's understandable. Can you blame him for being like yes. a little bit happy with that, even though it's against the like American ideals that he like fought for? I mean, <sighs> yeah. So here's the thing. Like, of course, I'm a big fan of freedom of speech, as we all are. Um, <laughs> good, to, good to note. Get that on. Tape. But 
I will say that there is an obnoxiousness to people who use their speech to be hurtful to others. Yeah, especially when it's largely untrue stuff. Yes. So obviously, like, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I get it. Like, you're at war. Your country's new. Like, you're paranoid. You're, you're. Yeah. I'm not. To me, it's the act of someone who has a little bit on high alert. Mm-hmm. And I will say, look, he's got people in his own party that are trying to undermine him. I mean, uh, Hamilton, again, writes scathingly about him before the election of... Uh, his potential, like at the end of his first... At the end of his first, first term. And only term, yeah. And it actually kind of backfires on Hamilton a little bit. It yeah. like, makes him look bad as well. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, not it's it's pretty nasty. So to get to that election mm-hmm. of eighteen hundred, because this is kind of this is the long and short of the presidency mm-hmm. of him. Like with there, he was very mired in the daily tasks of it, mm-hmm. um, and dealing with all of the things that the president has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, notably, before getting to that election mm-hmm. of eighteen hundred, uh, the capital city mm-hmm. what is going to come to be known as Washington, D.C., yes. is built, yes. kind of. It's kind mm. of just like a muddy little yeah. swampy it's situation. Yeah. But him and Abigail do live in the White they House, not yet called the White House, mm-hmm. um, for a short period of time at the mm-hmm. end of his presidency. They are... <laughs> these are... Like, the fact that they, like, the press and in the election of 1800 make John Adams out to be this, like, aristocrat Mm -hmm. like snobby whatever Mm -hmm. is hilarious because the white house at the time Mm -hmm. was like not good it was like unfinished it was a mess there was Mm -hmm. like wet paint yeah um there was nothing else there yeah and like these sweethearts did not complain Mm -mm. they've maybe said like a comment or two in letters Mm -hmm. but mostly john adams was like this will be a fine place. I love it. Yes. Great. Good yeah. job, everyone. Even though it's like like a pile of dirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now. He could see the good bones. He could see the good bones and like could see the potential mm. of the place. But there mm. was tons of issues. Um, so they get to the election of 1800, right? And yes. like I said, he's made out to be this like aristocrat. Mm. Um, and also like that going with Adams meant war, even though Adams was like very much doing everything to like keep yes. peace with France. 100%. It's because he was like building up the Navy. So they were mm. spinning that as like, he's ready for war. Yeah. Um, so if you want war, vote for Adams. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the thing with the quasi war is at this point, there were still not, not at war with France basically. Right. Yeah. And well, so, Adams had sent a dip. So, so, so it's all confused. But the way I understood it was there really just were not the conditions in France at the time for there be, to be someone to make a peace treaty with. Yeah. Because so much was going on. Yes. And also public support was not yet there yeah. to make this peace treaty either. Yeah. So it really wasn't, uh, the only thing you could do was wait it out. Well, and he didn't, He they were waiting out for a while. They were waiting for France to come to them, to mm-hmm. them because after the humiliation of the XYZ affair mm-hmm. where, you know, his ministers were, like, rejected or th- this commission was rejected mm-hmm. um, and humiliated, 
uh, they, the kind of view was like, well, we're going to wait for France to come to us. Then we're not going to send anyone there. Yeah. We've all done that. We've, we've all done that. We've all been like, um, listen, if you want to apologize, you can come to me. You know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Now, France. there's some danger to this because after a certain time, like Napoleon's empire is getting bigger and bigger. And mm-hmm. again, it's being it's more and more of a hot mess over mm-hmm. in Europe. So mm-hmm. Adams makes the, again, unpopular decision to send someone mm-hmm. to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, this ends up being like a good choice. Mm-hmm. Or I think that one of the guys from the XYZ affair is like still there. Like, again, mm-hmm. complicated. There's It's yeah. a complicated time. But... Um, there's still no word back at this point mm-hmm. when the election comes mm-hmm. back. So we don't know if he's made the right decisions or not, mm-hmm. but we do know that it was unpopular mm-hmm. for him to want to send someone back. Yes. So um, Jefferson, by the way, mm. is made out to be uh, like, well, if we go with Jefferson, peace, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jefferson's like a man of the people. Yeah. And Adams is the aristocrat, which is hilarious. Yeah, well, because well, well, you'll learn we'll why in the next episode. But yeah. um, you know, Adams, pretty modest guy, modest means. Yeah. He was like farming his little house. He had a little house. Yeah, a little house. It wasn't a big house. Yeah, he was happy with it. He was happy with it. I mean, he was not. He was not like an extravagant guy. No. The most extravagant. Thing him and Abigail ever did was bring furniture back from. I was going to say, yeah, that, armor. that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just good sense. And they never had more than like a couple of servants. And every time yeah. they lived in a bigger house that needed like more, mm-hmm. like basically employees to run the house, mm-hmm. Abigail was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to hire fifteen people. Mm-hmm. That's a pain. It is I just, a pain. Can I just have like four? She's like, like they were not. No, they didn't need all yeah. those stuff. And also, there were many times where, like, they weren't quite making enough money. Yeah. And things were tight. Um, but anyway, Hamilton writes a letter mm-hmm. that denounces Adams in every single way. Yeah. Ruins his chance at re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, Jefferson wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a massive defeat. Like, mm-hmm. Adams did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Right when this is happening, mm-hmm. after things come in, mm-hmm. the quasi-war ends, mm-hmm. right? Adams has achieved peace. The things mm-hmm. that he did and the decisions mm-hmm. he made worked out. Mm-hmm. Now they got this little Navy mm-hmm. uh, or big Navy, big old Navy. up-and-coming Navy. Up-and-coming. <laughs> yeah. and, um, so it's basically old Navy. <laughs> the old, it was an old Navy. <laughs> so basically, like, Adams has spent the last four years under a rain cloud. Mm-hmm. he loses the election and then at that moment all the clouds part in time for yes. Thomas Jefferson to yeah. step down the scene, exactly exactly yeah. so then he there's what's known as the quote midnight appointments which yes. is not even true not it was like true. a long time it was it was not right before no. he was leaving office yes he did appoint a lot of people to the judicial system yes. he's like you know. It was done a couple weeks before. Yeah. And I like that. He like got that. the paperwork wrapped up. He got the paperwork wrapped up. He nominated John Marshall. Yeah. Who was on the court for like oh, forever. Yeah. Um, and he made a lot of appointments there. Mm-hmm. I just want to say like, even though he lost his temper a couple times. Yeah. Even though, you know, maybe he didn't always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He was not bitter at the end of this. No. And his no. son had mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There was health stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, he had been politically betrayed by Hamilton. Yeah. And honestly, like many other people would not act in the honorable way that he did. Yeah. Now, he did leave early in the morning on day of inauguration. <laughs> yeah. That part is true that he didn't go to the... Yeah. Yeah. But... But it wasn't like a huge precedent. Listen, I'm not going to be defending a lot of presidents on this podcast, but so let me just get some of this out of the way right now. Yeah. He... First of all, morning person. He was a morning person. Second of all, this trip back to Braintree Mm -hmm. from wherever the inauguration was, I don't even remember, probably... In the new capital, no. uh, was like a day if you left early enough. Yeah. Also, there was no precedent for yeah. being the guy who lost a president who yeah. lost re-election. Yeah. There was no precedent of like yeah. you stay and like usher in the new yeah. whatever. Would have been a good idea to do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but this wasn't like I'm sure this wasn't like a public event like we picture now. No, 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 you not know, really. It wasn't this. really like that till Jackson. Yeah, so okay. he, he, he leaves he and leaves. is really uncharacteristically gracious. Yes. In that he says of Hamilton, he has ruined his own reputation more than he's ruined mine. And he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, two years later, he was dead. He'd yeah. been shot by Aaron Burr. And it really was, you know, that was the beginning of the end for him. Yeah. And, you know, Adams lives another quarter of a century after he is president. He was a long time. Yeah. And so he has a lot of things written about him. He has his kind of like, um, as much as he claimed to not care about fame, obviously, he wanted to be recognized for all the amazing things that he had done. And uh, there was a writer, Mary Otis Warren. Yes. I believe. I believe so. Who was a close personal friend. They had known each other for many years. And she leaves a lot of things out of her history. And he's very upset. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. To me, it's very clear. He writes, letter, he writes a letter to her. He, write, he writes 10 letters, I believe. And it's kind of embarrassing. Because he's saying a lot of, he's being very pompous and claiming things that he didn't even really do or whatever. Yeah. But he's exercising all these demons of, you know, not having been um, appreciated, really. He did do so much. Um, But then it's like, he kind of makes peace with it. Yeah. Like, he kind of learns to take himself, you know, not so seriously. He jokes about himself. He and Jefferson, you know, have this great later in life relationship, he, I'm not going to remember what he called, but he used to call his own farm something funny. Not yeah, Monticello. It was like, it was like it was Montezello like Montezello or something. Or something. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, yeah. He... Doctor, also we had a really great correspondence with Dr. Benjamin Rush. Rush, yes. Um, really interesting guy. Yeah. But he, and he was on, back in Quincy slash Braintree, mm-hmm. like, farming. Yeah. Doing his thing, yeah. writing, reading his books. Mm-hmm. Abigail uh, did die before him at the age of 73 in 1818. Obviously, wow. that was a really hard time. She died yeah. of typhoid fever. Um, and then, of course, like I mentioned, his daughter, Nabby, had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and that was after. This was, I believe, after yeah. or before. But mm-hmm. um, definitely 
like, yeah, later in his life. Mm-hmm. He went through, you know, the trials of seeing. He lived pretty old. He yeah. he was, what, 90? So, I mean, he was old. You know, he, he died, like, at the end of his life was like mm-hmm. a, you know, he made peace with it all. Yes. For sure. I think yes. he looked back and he saw, like, you know what? Maybe I yeah. wasn't always liked, mm-hmm. but I did. He never, like, acted against himself. Yeah. He never... You know, he made the thing of he made that comment very early on mm-hmm. about staying out of politics. Yeah, and in some ways, he kind of did. I mm-hmm. mean, he was in politics, but mm-hmm. he didn't let his his politics like yeah. be swayed. Yeah, um, he was very much himself up till the end. Mm-hmm. He didn't change. Not someone who ever changed his mind. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly self aware. Yeah, and he had a, a good understanding of the flow of history. Yes. Uh, he was ahead of his time, and mm-hmm. so he was always being criticized yeah. because they just weren't ready for him yet. They weren't. And they weren't ready. So. He died as I. <laughs> Sorry. He died. That's he died. Every, every, every episode we go. He died. No, no, no. I want to say he died the same day as Jefferson did. Yeah. This was very phenomenal. It was also the 50-year anniversary of the Declaration of Independence being signed. So this was a big deal. Yes. They were, like, supposed to participate or something. I mean, I think it was understood that they were a little too old. Yeah. Yeah. In an ideal circumstance, they were like, hey, y'all want to come? I mean... But they both died on July 4th. July 4th. 1826. Yes. Yes. 50 years after. 50 years later. So that's something. That's something else. I'm so glad that we had someone who t- took notes so honestly and so humorously yeah. to be able to have a picture of these people that we would not have otherwise had. Totally. Yeah. 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 He was, uh, I think I it, it's bothersome that we just think of Washington and Jefferson when really Adams, like, yeah. I think actually stood mm-hmm. for the ideals that... Yes. Um, this country was like built on yeah um at least the the ideals in government yeah um so yeah and mm-hmm. he also by the way like we we have talked about abigail but she their correspond he they were equals she, yes they were partners yes in life yes she had a big sway on him as president yes. and the decisions he made yeah um and there was there's no <laughs> Like, that was a very modern, in our terms, like, relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I just also want to give him that credit mm-hmm. of, like, this is a progressive guy. Yeah. By by today's standards, yeah. in some ways. There's, to me, there's nothing really... Um, yeah, there's nothing... He does not, to me, have character flaws other than not being able to at hold his yeah. passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's not necessarily a character flaw. Yeah. It definitely doesn't help one in this society. No. You get rewarded for being able to be, you know, Tight deceptive lift. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jefferson could have done a lot while he was vice president and he chose not to. Yeah. He chose to sit it out because, you know, why, why help? Talk, talk about a better guy. I mean. I mean. Ugh. Ugh. Listen. Yeah. Now, Listen. there's one last thing that we must discuss. Please. And that is the most important thing of all. Oh. Which is mm-hmm. John Adams. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it's astrological sign. And John Adams was born before we adopted the Gregorian calendar. When he was born, it was October 19th, I believe. And that's when we were using the old calendar. Right. Once that changed, it became October 30th. In the in the current system, though, that would make him a Libra. Okay. Which I felt like he did have some Libra qualities. That's the okay. justice, that's the scales, you know. Scorpios are not known for being tough-minded and biting. But they have a lot of positive qualities that make them great friends and successful people overall. So, yeah, yeah, brave, loyal, jealous, secretive, mm-hmm. resentful. Mm-hmm. These are true also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, I think, yeah, good Scorpio. Yeah. Good Scorpio. I see it. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I am glad to have covered John Adams. Um, I was, I'm glad he was only the second president because I, I know how much like you like him and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how I would feel. Yeah. Um, but I like him too. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing that I I know. I said this to you off mic. That's how you know it's real. When John Adams met Washington, mm-hmm. he described him to Abigail as just this fantastic man. Yeah. He was had a schoolboy crush mm-hmm. on Washington, like you can't even believe. And then when Abigail meets him, meets Washington, she says, "You didn't describe him half as impressive as he is." She's even more in. That's what I love about Abigail. Yeah. 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 They're, in, they're in it together. They're in it together. Yeah. Much yeah. like how you and I are in it together. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it's a similar. We are also like equals. We're equals? <laughs> <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> good, good. I was worried. I didn't want to yeah, like, yeah. assume we were equals. Yeah, but I didn't say it officially. I, I was I was waiting until yeah. you know I was sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, I, I let's do word at a time. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, okay. This has been. No. Nope. <laughs> say it again. This has been. Pardon me. A presidential history podcast. That's good. Yeah. <laughs>